The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I'd like to start this afternoon with a little bit of discussion around working with difficult states of mind. And I'm going to start with just mentioning a state that seems to be pretty common for us in our meditation. It's not necessarily what we think of as a difficult state or a hard emotion to handle, but it comes up a lot for us. And that is the state of resistance the feeling that whatever is happening shouldn't be happening. That we don't like it, we want to change it or fix it or get rid of it. And sometimes this resistance can be in the background. It's it's an attitude that we're not noticing. So it's really helpful to just kind of check in for this attitude in particular. Is there resistance to what's happening? And if we can recognize it, turn towards it, again, it's that same thing. We're no longer, we're no longer looking through the resistance and acting mentally out of the resistance, but we're observing it. We're looking at it. We can not resist resistance. We can, in a balanced way, notice resistance is happening. So in the observation of difficult states of mind, resistance and any other difficult state of mind, we're not trying to make them go away in our observation and our recognition of them. We're trying to understand them, to understand their nature, understand how they function, understand what happens to them as we observe them. So just investigation and understanding is our practice with these difficult states of mind. On my first retreat with Saida Utejaniya, I went in after about a week of practice, and mostly what I was seeing was greed, aversion, and delusion in my mind. And I said to Saida Utejaniya, I'm seeing a lot of defilements in, in the mind. And he said, That's right attitude. And that shift for me, like I was kind of expecting him to say something about how to get rid of the defilements. And he's like, no, that's right attitude. Recognizing the defilements is right attitude. Defilements being a term for states of mind that come out of greed, aversion, and delusion. So one of the things that I particularly love about this practice and Sayadaw Utejaniya's style of teaching and relating to 
practice and descriptions of practice is that he really normalizes the experience of these states, these defilements, these hindrances. They come up. They're part of our mind stream. It's very natural that they come up. They're not something to uh, bring an attitude of aversion towards, but rather an, an, an attitude of investigation, an attitude of interest, of curiosity. What is this state? How did it come to be? And what happens as I pay attention to it? So curiosity and interest around states that we normally think of as difficult. Curiosity is probably the biggest aid for us in this exploration of difficult states of mind. Can we have that relationship of, well, what's anger about anyway? What is this? How does it impact the body? How does it impact the mind? And what is our relationship to the difficult state of mind? What's our relationship to anger? What's our relationship to a strong feeling of wanting? Often it's an attitude of aversion. We want them to go away. We don't like them. We feel like we're doing something wrong if we're experiencing these states in our meditation. I must not be doing the meditation right if this is coming up. So recognizing those attitudes and beliefs that operate around these difficult states. So the investigation is, is around how does it make the body feel? How does it make the mind feel? What is the attitude? Very simple. And again, in making an investigation of a difficult state of mind, noticing what's obvious about it, not trying to deconstruct it and find all the little bits that put it together initially, but just meeting what's obvious about that state. As we meet what's obvious, the continuity of being willing to just be with the obviousness of a difficulty brings in some concentration. And that concentration paired with the mindfulness can take us to a, to see more and more about the difficulty. It kind of un- uncovers the layers of the, the difficult state of mind through just the gentle willingness to be with. We don't have to try to pick it apart. Just the willingness to patiently stay with will allow the mind to understand it and often supports the mind's understanding how to let go of it. Sometimes our uh, difficult states of mind can be kind of persistent. 
They're, um, they seem to just hang on, no matter whether we're aware of them or not. And there are some helpful tools and techniques for working with difficult emotions as they seem to grab us like that. We can be mindful of them to some extent, but we find that they still, we're mindful of them for a few seconds and then we're caught back in the story. And then we we try to be mindful of them or we try to hold them in our awareness and we're caught again, just over and over again. And this is a way to work with them, to just simply meet them as we can. And there's also some skillful means that we can bring to working with some of these difficult states of mind. One that um, I find particularly helpful with sticky mental states. This you might notice, a sticky mental state by the fact that the uh, attention seems to be drawn to that state. And that we don't feel like we have much choice over paying attention to it or not. So in this case, the, the attention is, is kind of stuck to that difficulty. And it can be helpful when we notice that real sticky quality to consciously recognize that there are many, many other things going on in the present moment besides that thing that we're stuck to. So to consciously open the field of attention, maybe ask the question, And what else is happening here? Not to try to push it away or to ignore it, but to put it into a larger context, to recognize that this difficult state of mind is one thing among thousands that are happening in the present moment. So consciously opening so that the the stickiness has a larger container that we're not quite so uh, tight in with just observing that, that thing. With persistent states of mind, with states that seem to come a lot, ones that we are particularly uh, attached to or identified with, we may not think of ourselves as being attached to something like being miserable, but we are... <laughs> Um, it can be helpful to recognize one of three kind of basic states around this particularly sticky or persistent pattern, mental pattern. And, And those are to recognize First of all, whether it's present or absent. Recognizing when a sticky pattern is absent is more helpful than you might imagine. So consciously, when when you have a uh, particularly tenacious pattern of mind, recognize when you're not when it's not there it kind of begins to poke holes in the idea that it's always there, that it's me, that it's always a part of me. So recognizing its absence, when it's absence. 
when it's present, very simply recognizing whether you're able to be with that experience of that difficult state without being caught by it, or whether there's a feeling of being caught by it. We can be aware of that feeling of being caught. You just recognize, oh, anger is present. Yeah, that's, that's fine that anger's present. Or anger's present and boy, I'm really, I think I really am justified in this anger, clinging, holding to that anger. So just recognizing presence or absence. And if it's present, whether it's present with ease of mind or whether it's present feeling caught by it. And if you are feeling caught by it, can you be at ease around being caught? It sounds like a paradox, but exploring in your experience, you'll see this possibility. It is possible to be at ease around being caught. It's that movement of taking off the glasses and looking at the experience of caught instead of through it. It can also help to use reflection with difficult states of mind. There are some reflections that are in line with truth that if we consciously think these thoughts while we're stuck or caught or in a difficult state, it can help to that that Reflection that's in line with truth can help to unstick us a little bit. One of my favorites that Utejaniya offers is, this is nature. For me, what this points to, anger is arising. To, To meet it with the wisdom, this is nature, is to acknowledge, first of all, that it is something that is present already, that it has arisen in the mind stream already. It is present due to causes and conditions. It has come into being. It's like a tree that has sprung into being or a plant that has come into existence based on causes and conditions. It's nature that this has arisen. So for me, just saying that This is nature. Again, it has that quality of normalizing these states, these difficulties, so that there's a little less reactivity around them. And I actually use that thought in the meditation, bringing that in. This is nature. It's like a little quiet mantra. Just acknowledge what's happening as a natural occurrence. A second reflection recommended by the Buddha is in line with the uh, truth of not-self. If you find yourself caught by a difficult state, this is not me. This is not mine. This is not who I am. Again, using that reflection can support 
a little bit of loosening around the reactivity, supporting the mind's ability to just be with the difficult state. You can also um, use some questions, uh, other questions, to support an investigation of the state. Sayadaw Utejaniya, one of his favorites is, is this necessary? And again, not to think about it, not to think about the answer, but to put that into the mind stream and allow it to uh, that question can kind of influence the direction of the understanding. It kind of turns the mind towards that curiosity of, is this necessary? And you may have a little bit of uh, natural investigation might arise through the the natural curiosity. Saito Utejaniya says that using questions, the primary use for questions is to Um, engage that natural curiosity. That if you ask yourself questions, the mind is kind of naturally interested in understanding the answers. That it it will in a way try to orient itself towards understanding that, even if you're not thinking about it. And I would not recommend that you think about it. That's not so helpful in the practice. So just asking that question. And the question that I mentioned this morning, what purpose is this serving? What purpose is this serving? And again, not to think about how this pattern served a purpose in our childhood, but in, in orienting ourselves to that question, what purpose is this serving? Looking into the present moment, what is happening in the present moment? Is there some underlying view or belief or purpose this state thinks it is associated with in the present moment? Again, not a thinking about reflecting on this question, but opening to what is available in the present moment. There's so much information available in the present moment around the arising of difficult states. And if we're willing to be with that, we will learn a lot. If we're willing to be with the difficult state, we'll learn a lot about how they are created in the present moment. Then the last piece I'll I'll put out there is that sometimes difficult states of mind can be overwhelming, that we find if we try to bring attention to them or if we open to them, if we try to open our heart, our mindful attention to them, that they have more power than our ability to be mindful. And so they kind of, that this, the state itself kind of is like a wave that swamps our capacity for mindfulness. If you notice that that happens, then it's not so helpful to even try to be mindful of that state. Instead, consciously turn the attention to something else in your experience, 
Something neutral is usually most helpful. I, I often find, I mean, a lot of people think, well, maybe I'll go to my breath or something like that, because that seems pretty neutral. But a lot of times these difficult emotional states have a lot of physical feeling in this part of the body. So trying to come to the breath is actually coming into the area of the body where that emotion is most active. And you can just end up hooked right back in to the emotion by trying to come to the breath. So I find when a state is particularly strong, it's helpful to have some neutral experience that you can come to that's outside of the kind of torso area of the body. Sensations of hands. There's pretty strong sensations in the hands. You can just allow your attention to rest in the hands for a few minutes. Or feet, if you're walking, feet contacting the ground. The experience of hearing is another good one because it's outside of the body. So if there's a lot of physical difficulty along associated with the emotional difficulty, putting the attention in hearing is a way to stay present but not necessarily engaged with the physicality of the uh, is the strong emotion. Now, we need to use discernment around how we work with these difficult states. The basic instructions are to try to just open to and be present with. But at times we find things are a little stickier than our mind's ability to be with them. So it's, it's fine to use some Uh, some different, some skillful approaches to working with these difficult mind states if they arise. So let's do a sitting. Settling into your body and checking in to see if there's tension, physical tension. Relaxing if there's physical tension. it seems helpful, you can play with the request. May the body relax. And noticing if there's any mental tension. Relaxing the mind. Again, you could try the request. May the mind 
relax. from this place of as much relaxation as you have access to. Noticing, keying into, picking up on a natural awareness that manifests as we relax the body and mind. Recognizing that awareness and noticing what you are aware of. Just keeping the steady intention towards awareness in a very light way, reminding yourself to be aware. Just this. already aware. from time to time checking the attitude, especially if you notice some kind of struggle or resistance, sense of conflict. There's no need for anything in particular to be happening. The practice is simply awareness of what is happening. 